What's good, guys? Welcome to episode 10 of the Do It All podcast. My name is Connor Gleason. Uh, I'm the host. And today we had an incredible episode with three of my teammates, Chris Butler, Wayne Arnold, and Deshaun Henry. Uh, we talked about growing up in Los Angeles and um, their hoop journey, what that's taught them about themselves, the life lessons they learned, and just overcoming the obstacles that they all encountered. Um, so... I appreciate you guys as always uh, tuning in. Yeah, if you like the content here, I'd love for you to check it out on YouTube, obviously Spotify and then Instagram. Uh, there's gonna be a lot more YouTube videos come season two, but uh, just doing what I can now. I'd love to do this full time in the future when possible. See, I did win instead of if. Um, so appreciate you guys as always. Uh, before I say roll the intro, I just want to shout out my boy Ricky for helping me film super, super dope intro. Good man. Uh, yeah, roll the intro. This is the Through It All Podcast with host Connor Gleason. What's good, guys? I'm here with my Concordia Irvine teammates. Uh, to the right of me, I got Wayne Arnold. Uh, Deshaun Henry's right in front of me. And then Chris over there in the Gap jacket. <laughs> so we got, we got a lot of accolades in this group, but uh, I'm going to just start off with Wayne. So Wayne was a four-time first-team All-League guy, uh, two of which he was the MVP at Compton Dominguez High School. Um, and then he just finished up two years at Cal State Fullerton and is in his first year here at Concordia. Uh, Day was first team all city after graduating from Fremont High School. Uh, spent two years at Ventura College, where he's in the Hall of Fame. So big ups to that, and is now in his second season here at Concordia. And then Chris also went to Compton Dominguez High School, where he was a freshman on varsity. And then Wayne was also a senior. And Chris spent four years on var, <laughs> and was the MVP of the league senior year. So a lot of awards here. We'll get in the hoops part later, but um, all you guys are from LA. Um, so let's start there. And Chris, tell me, uh, tell me what LA is like to someone who has never been there. Uh, well, I'm from like Long Beach and Compton. That's like they they own little district. But LA, I mean Long Beach and Compton, like they're pretty cool cities. Like they got their bad parts, especially Compton. But Long Beach it has a lot of nice parts too. So it's smooth. That's what's up. Yeah. Right, day. Um, I mean, outsider perspective, it's like LA. So it's like, yeah, I want to go to LA. I love it. But I mean. It's nice. I mean, even though I live in South Central, like the very bad part. So obviously, I mean, it's like it's grimy. You mean it's like really like a struggle. You're getting out the mud every day there. But I mean, it kind of it's still cool though. It has its good aspects, all positive. I mean, dangerous, but like if you make it out, you're good. <laughs> Wayne, you know, LA city man. You know, I love the city. Uh, grew up there. You know, uh, I mean, it's cool. A lot of people see it as like a vacation. Like, if you live there, it's not really, like, a vacation type thing. You know, it's really, like, got to keep yourself safe. You know, look over your back all the time. Just got to, you know, get it how you get it. Grind. Everybody in this city grind. That's what we're known for. Right. Yeah. Right. You said there's some there's some bad parts or dangerous parts today. Go into that. Um, I mean, sorry. You have, you have like, L.A., right, obviously. So, as a whole, you got, it's obviously, there's a lot of sub-cities. So, if you start, like, breaking it down, you got, like, when you go downtown, that's where... Less violent, but, like, it's kind of more dirty. It makes and sense. Where's downtown? Downtown's, like, 
you never been to downtown LA, like the alleys, the outlets. It's like closer. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I was just right. saying like some example stores. Oh, know? like mm, Staples Center. Staples Center, right, right, yeah, right, that right. area. Right. So like, yeah, that's funny that I like that, Christian. When you talk about like that Staples Center area, it's like you go on that block, it's nice. It's like a Staples Center, everyone's out. So then you walk over, let's say you walk like three blocks past that. Now it's dirty, crackheads, hobos, stuff like that. And then like if you go to the part where I lived in South Central, I lived on off 84 from Broadway. So it's like it's different hoods. So I go, it goes Swan's hood. Then you walk like literally ten steps. Then it's a gang called Main Street. Let's walk like four more steps southwards, and now you're in like the eight sevens. You get me? Mm-hmm. So it's like you're living in the middle of a war zone. So at the same time, you're chasing your own dream or like your own business or whatever, whatever you're trying to do. Right. But you're still maneuvering through all these like bad parts. So it's like I mean, every day like how Wayne said, you're kind of just. You're looking over your back, even if you're not even part of a gang. You're just looking over your back constantly. Whether it's gangs, cops, or whatever the case may be, it's just like, it's honestly a constant being cautious, you should say. Right. And, and Wayne, it looked like you had something to say. Do you want to add something or no? I saw you lean in, but... Oh, yeah, just like you said, it's just like all the gangs are just right there. We got this thing called, this thing called uh, 100 Days, 100 Nights, and it's just people just dying every night. It's just crazy. But, I mean... It's just that's the city, man. It's just how I get get gritty, get grimy. Right. So, so what was it like growing up, then in in like that environment? Like, how did it have an effect on you, and what did it teach you? Um, I mean, it kind of so. My first before I like got out to go to school. Like, if we go back to that age, like when you start school, like pre K. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of sheltered. So my parents were drove witnesses, so they kind of sheltered me. So I think I never really got the environment instilled into me. And then, like shortly, I say about second, third grade, it's like a. It was a rude awakening. It was like, all right, you're about to get ate up if you don't, like, change how you are. So, I mean, it kind of just, it made me where I got all my toughness and how, like, bold I am. Right. So, you kind of, like, you have to accept that persona. There's no fighting. It's like you're either going to accept it, embrace it, and use it, or you're just going to be, like, weeded out as a weakling. And and what do you mean by ate up? So, when I say ate up, I mean, you're going to get bullied. I mean, whether it's for having next at the gym, whether it's somebody trying to take your lunch, your money, or just trying to test you, like, your character or how you are. I mean, you're really really like consume you honestly if you don't kind of buy in into that toughness you have to have right chris you got anything to add to that yeah well like compton and long beach are basically the same thing like where i stay it's a hood like if you cross the street greenleaf it's a hood called neighborhood and then if you cross the next main street it's a hood called Southside compton crip so it's just like they're right there so it's like it's like that everywhere like in la too but yeah it learns like growing up it was like my family sheltered me almost, and like everybody was cool with each other. Like everybody was cool, and then you start seeing people pass, like your peers and stuff pass, and that's like crazy. I like I just seen you at the park the other day, and you you gone. So it's stuff like that. How did that have an effect on you? Man, that hurt me. I know this little kid named Samaje. He was fourteen. Fourteen. He was playing. I seen him at the park. Me and my homies went to the park the other like the day before he passed. Like we literally seen him the day before he passed. So it's stuff like that. That's it's just crazy. It'd be a blessing that, like, I'm here in Concordia and stuff like that. Down with, like, Deshaun and Wayne and you too. That's dope, bro. Yeah. That's super dope. Did you ever, did you guys ever feel, and whoever wants to speak, just go first. Did you ever feel, like, scared, at, at, like, for your life at times? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, because you never know. Like, I sometimes, like, when I go back home, I'm like, if I'm driving at night and I'm in Compton, like, I don't know who's going to roll up on me or anything like that. It'd just be crazy stuff like that. So you never know. Well, those two, they're they like they said they were sheltered. I wasn't really like sheltered to it. Like I saw everything, you know. I saw drug deals. I saw drug deals going wrong. People shot. 
Um, shit. No, you ain't, bro. Nah, I've seen like a bunch of stuff, man. Uh, it's crazy because uh, it was one time, you know, me and my me and my uncles we were walking to the store, and I guess somebody, somebody, and something happened. Somebody got robbed. And police rolled up on us. Uh, I was like 12, 13 years old. They rolled up on us, handcuffed all of us, and took us down to the uh, to the library. I didn't know what was going on. It was crazy. It was scary. Um, and then they took us uh, took us back to the house after they like they did some stuff. They raided the house and stuff. Um, didn't find nothing because God wasn't there. I don't know. I guess they thought he was part of uh, part of us or whatever. But um, yeah, my mom my mom saw me walking through walking through the house with handcuffs. That just that's what hurt me the most. My little cousins and stuff, family seen me walking through the house in handcuffs. It was just crazy, man. I don't know. It's different. It's for sure different. Damn. It's definitely scary. I mean, I think the most scary part about it overall is, like, obviously you're going to have that fear of getting shot or getting arrested. But I think the most scary part about it is just, like, it's so many people there, like, our age and same dreams and aspects. But you kind of come numb to it. I think that's what's scary. It's like being used to, like, oh, man, dang, Lil TJ's dead. Oh, wow, Big Rob's in jail now. So, I mean, I think that's what's really scary It's like, we normalize going through life, it. yeah, yeah it's like just, so normal. We normalize it almost. Like, it's I, that's like almost supposed to happen. Like, it's just another day. That's mm. how people look at it in the cities. Mm. And, and what, are, what is your, like, like thing that kept you going and focused on what you wanted to achieve, like when you were growing up? Um, Honestly, I, I got to give all that to my dad. Mm. I got to. I mean, he just, he wouldn't let his foot up. I mean, strict curfew. Um, couldn't really, I, you know, I had a lot of friends, you know, they were always able to just go and do whatever. I'm, I really can do anything. I mean, if he wasn't there, I couldn't go. I'm in the house. If it's not in the house, I'm in the gym. If it's not the gym, I'm at the library. So, I mean, that's what really kept me going. I mean, I honestly think if my dad wasn't there, I would probably kind of fell into the, like, the recycle, um, cycle of, like, violence. I mean, because, I mean, there's nowhere else. I think the main problem is not having somebody to look up to in that neighborhood. So, you kind of just do what in front of you so I mean he was always there so that's what really kept me going it's like you're not going to be that you're not going to be that you're not going to be another statistic you're going to make it so that goes all to my pops that's cool Chris yeah same like my father and like I'm I have great role models my family my family first and my father and I have great role models like coach app uh, me and Wayne both like like he really took care of us so Shout out at, man. yeah Shout out at. like and what they were saying like it's so easy to get caught up with like just like the stuff that's going around the neighborhood with like gang banging drugs and all that stuff because it's like fast money and you see everybody doing it so it's hard to be like playing a sport or hard to be really good at a sport and get an offer to go to college so stuff like that but yeah shout out to my family and coach at for sure Wayne I just really think it was like the the people I surrounded myself with, uh, and just staying busy with basketball, like there's no there's there weren't times where like I can go outside and get into some you know my like you said my coach uh, coach at he'll come pick me up whenever I call him you know we get in the gym all the time in the gym all day um, and it's really uh like like role models uh, my auntie Priscilla it's my dog um, she was like one of the people. She's one of the people I look up to. She was uh, my first family member to go to college, so she was somebody I looked up to and tried to, you know, stay stay the course, stay on the same path as her. Um, yeah, but really just role models and just sticking to what you know. That's what's up. Yeah, I know you guys talked about, like, all the violence and stuff and the danger of, like, 
all that. But how easy was it to get caught up in like the gang stuff and all that? Um, I mean, it's super easy because obviously, like we said, it's everywhere. But I think what's even more easy is like if you don't have a right support system, that's kind of where you turn to for a support system. I mean, gangs, even though they're violent and it's about their own things, I mean, that's our dudes family i mean that's what they turn to so i mean it's real easy especially when it's like instilled in every institute in a city i mean from elementary all the way up to high school there's gangs so i mean it's it's super easy to get in i think the hard part's staying out no i got you um first off like i appreciate you guys' honesty about yeah. like growing up in l.a is super cool yeah, yeah. you know i'm super pumped just to be here sitting in this room with you guys hearing about the perspectives and all that shit. I'm a cuss. Wayne, so I saw a practice what you got on your shoes. So tell tell the camera what that says and what it means to you. Oh, my shoe says, uh, get mama out the hood. Uh, that's just, you know, whenever I, I run off course and start thinking about something else, it's just something I can look at and just lock me back in. Because um, that's something I'm really motivated by. Like, I, I really want to put my mom in a better place and you know, I want to get out the hood. We've been living in the hood for way too long. Um, so it's just something that I can just look back to and keep uh, keep going for sure. And that's by playing pro hoop? Yeah, for sure. I want to make it make it pro. That's what's up. What, what, Chris, what's your goal, bro? Main uh, and my, goal. My goal. For my, life. For life. For life. Oh, just leave a legacy for sure. Leave a legacy on this earth. I want to die and know that, like, people know I was a good person and stuff. And know that my family was a good person. But yeah, that's my end goal, really. Yeah. That's what's up, Dad. <laughs> Make sure your family's a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Chris. That's good. Yeah. But um, end goal, um, obviously, I, I want to play pro, be able to take care of my family. But I really want to, overseas is really like big on my list. So I'm like, I'm really big on seeing new things and new countries. Cause I've been out the country once, Costa Rica, and it's like, it turned into a drug. Like, I need more. So I think my end goal of life, though, is having a big enough platform to where I could kind of, like, promote social change. I mean, I'm kind of big on social injustices. That's why I'm a social major. So I think my end goal will be leaving this earth behind, knowing I use my platform, whatever it may be, to, like, change the world. That's dope. That's dope. What advice would you give, would you guys give to a fifth grader from your respective neighborhood that wants to play college hoops? Grind. You gotta grind. You gotta grind. You gotta grind. Just grind. I mean, it's gonna be ugly. The journey's gonna be bumpy, but you just gotta grind and just keep keep pounding the pavement. Mm. Yeah, and also have high character because you never know who somebody knows. So always be respectful, spe- respectable, and also like just talk to people and ask people how they doing. That also helps. That's but grind, yeah, grind for sure. I mean, I would say, uh, you know, just stay the course. You're gonna see a lot. You're gonna see a lot of stuff that. You know, your younger self's not supposed to see, but, I mean, you just got to stay the course and not get caught up into the to the nonsense, you know, be a role model, not a follower, you know, just do your thing. Mm. What 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 would you say basketball has taught you about yourself that you didn't know before? Um, man. Yeah, you can start with that one, bro. You can start with that one, man. Um, I think it's really... It's taught me about how passionate I could be about things. I mean, growing up, obviously, I kind of just wasn't really, like, I wouldn't show it, I should say. Kind of, like, kept in, like, bottled in because, like, sign of weakness or showing any emotion for real. But I think basketball has really taught me how passionate and how much of a caring person I am. So, I mean, I, I love that it did that to me. I think it just 
it brings out the character out of me that people really don't expect. So I like that, Chris. Yeah, passion for sure. How mentally tough I am, because like sure. basketball is ups and downs, and you gotta just stay focused on the end goal. So definitely show how mentally tough I am and my passion. Yeah, like Chris said mentally tough. Uh, I didn't know I didn't know how mentally strong I was until I had to you know push myself through through this workout or push myself to to get through something or get through a mile. Always was like if I'm having a tough time in life, I resort back to like basketball. Like how I get through it, you know, just look back and just see how I got through it. Right. Yeah. What um what obstacles are you most proud of overcoming and like working through? Man, just it's not getting caught up in the street life for sure. Uh, I mean, it was real easy to get caught up. I, you know, I got friends that you know that's, that's about that about that type of stuff. Uh, just staying the course, you know, um, having a strong mindset to not you know go back and resort to getting money fast or just get it my own way. And how I know my mom taught me how to you know get it by working and not just by doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. Chris? Wait, restate the question, my man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, bro. You're good. Um, it was, where did your motivation come from to play hoops in college? No. No, no that was the one before. Yeah, it was something. What about obstacles obstacle. are you most proud of overcoming and working through? Um, well, like, playing basketball, I wasn't always, the, like, the best or the best player on the team. So, getting better, like, every day and, like, seeing me be as good as some of my peers, that's, like, a big obstacle to me. Because I know how it feels to be, like, weak and sitting on the bench and not playing at all and people don't respect you. To becoming, like, when I walk in a building, people shake my hand and know who I am. So that's one of the biggest. Yeah, Chris. That's what's up. You sure came a long way. Yeah. He was buzz. No, no, he came came a long way for sure. Uh, I remember Chris coming in, young Chris. Always had a mouth on him, though, for sure. But he, he, was, he wasn't as good as he is now. He put in a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, put in a lot of work. That's what's up. Ah, it was on me, huh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, one of the obstacles I'm really proud of, I mean, so after I played at Oxnard College 2016, right? And then, like, that 2017 year, I sat out. Like, it's just, it was a rough patch. And, I mean, honestly, I was really, like, battling depression hard that year because, like, I wasn't at a school playing like, I was working two jobs, just trying to just make money and do something. So, I mean, I kind of was in, like, a spot where I wasn't even going to play anymore. Like, I didn't think I was going to go back. So, how old were you, bro? Huh? How old were you? At this time, I just turned 19. Damn. So, I mean, um, I kind of – so, when I got to Ventura, I had to, like, do two summer sessions, which is sped-up courses. So, I'm doing, like, four four classes each summer session. Then I had to take some in the spring just to be eligible while I was still working these two jobs. So I think overcoming that obstacle because I really wanted to quit, but it got better at the end after I like kind of finished all those classes. I think com- um, coming out of like that circle of depression and that dark spot really is like my biggest obstacle I'm proud of. I think I could have just gave up basically, but I just kept going. And now look where I'm at. I'm farther ahead than I was a few days or a few years ago. So. That's definitely the best obstacle I've came over. That's awesome. I, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you were going to quit. Man, it was it was wild. It was really tough because, like, when I went to Oxnard, oh, we were terrible. We were, like, 5 and 18, and I was still raw, fresh out of high school, and I just, you know, I just had a few people there telling me, like, I sucked, and, like, that was just, like, anger issue, cancer, 
and just all this stuff. So it was real discouraging. I mean, especially at that like age, because I didn't really even know that much yet. wasn't even that mature yet. So it was just it was really a hard grind, just trying to get to where I wanted to be. So <laughs> man, it was like just it was wild. It's tough. Yeah, that's crazy. You made it. Trying, man. <laughs> that's cool. No, what about you, Chris? What What would you say it was your lowest point, and like, uh, what'd you do to get out of that? Lowest point, like I want to say it's nothing like these fellas, but um, just knowing like you put in the work almost and working out and stuff, and you don't see like you don't see like anything getting better. Like you working out, doing all this, and it's like the same results. So like that was a very low point for me. That was like my junior year. Like, yeah, like, the beginning of my junior year, it was just a low point. And then once I started working out with Marquise Washington and App, like, App kept pushing me harder and harder. Like, I seen the results, and then everything got better and everything came good. But, yeah, that was a low point, just knowing you working out and doing something, and it's not coming along. Wayne? Uh, I mean, it would have to be uh, after I caught COVID. Um, before I caught COVID and stuff, I was, I was at – Fullerton, you know, I was hooping and stuff, you know, everything was good. And then after I caught COVID, it was like everything went downhill. You know, I felt like I was by myself most of the time. Um, I only had my mom to talk, my mom and my dad to talk to. You know, they would just call me every day. Um, and it was just crazy being in like in a room by myself for 10 days. I was in the dark because, you know, I was sick. I was actually sick, real sick. And, um, and then after that, hoop hoop was uh, it was tough. It was tough getting back to myself. Um, I didn't feel like myself till months, till months after. And then I had to deal with I had to deal with that coming back from COVID. And then I had to play uh, playing a couple games, and I let my attitude get the best of me. Some I'm still working on. I need to get right, but uh, I let it get I let it get the best of me, and I was removed from uh, my team. And I, I've never had basketball taken away from me before. So, like, it just felt like it felt different. You know, not being a part of a team, it just felt like it just didn't feel right. And it was just crazy. And uh, something that helped me uh, overcome that, because I, I was about to quit, like, you, I was about to quit basketball. Like, I didn't, I didn't want to play basketball anymore, like, after I got removed from the team and stuff, because, like, it was just it was just tough. I had uh, my, my coach, Coach, Coach App, Christian, uh, my dog. Um, yeah, he, he would talk to me every day, you know, just tell me to stay motivated. Um, nobody really knew I wanted to quit playing basketball, but I mean, yeah, it was it was a low point. I was I was kind of depressed too a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. But my my little my uh, mom was pregnant at the time, and something that helped me like overcome that that obstacle was hearing my little sister cry after because I was on Facetime with my mom, hearing her cry when she came my mom. It, motivating me again like okay it's time to go again like let's get it going so yeah right yeah that's 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 dope we were playing we were playing ones today <laughs> and i was just getting cooked i think how many did you have in a row didn't you just win the whole spot yeah yeah, yeah like seven. he had yeah. seven in a row right? <laughs> <laughs> well, i was I, I thought a couple of them i was like maybe kind of there there's no chance brutal um so when you got when we all get to 40 the, the age, what part of L.A. will stick with you the most? Oh, so B.R. came from South Central, I mean, even though, because I feel like when we talked about it, we talked about all the bads that come with it, but I mean, end of the day, that's where we got our dog from, our determination, our attitude, 
Like, that's what really made us the people we are. So, I mean, I know that's going to always stick with me. As I go up, I'll make sure my kids, even if I don't live there, know where I came from. I mean, it's, it has its bads, but it has its goods. And, I mean, I think when you when you don't remember that, that's what kind of keeps that bad stigma on it. So, I mean, embracing it is what kind of just showing what could flourish out of there, basically. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, same what they were saying. Like, that's where I got my dog and the attitude and everything from. And, like, I know my mom is probably going to still be, like, living there. I know she doesn't want to, like, move, so... She probably gonna be staying there, and I got family in LA, so I'm always gonna bring like my fam- my kids back if I move. Always show them like where I come came from. Uh, for me, um, a place that stick out the most to me is uh, 46 and Broadway. You know, that's where I grew up. <laughs> <Ew>. um, <laughs> 46 and Broadway. Uh, my grandma's house is on that street. Uh, man, I'm always take my kids back there. You know, so we can see that. You know, see where I grew up at. See how different it is. Sure, forty six and Broadway, for sure. That's what's up. My uh, so so Nipsey Hustle is also from South Central. Yeah. So was he an inspiration to you when he was here? Um, yeah, his, his music sticks out a lot because you know he's talking about every part of L.A. He, he filmed the video rolling down my street. Really? Yeah, I saw him filming the video rolling down my street. You know, just seeing him, you know, just because like as a kid, you know, not everybody come up from comes up like that and he was he was somebody that came up and you know uh he lived in the same area you know walked the same streets as me so it was just he motivated me a lot listening to his music you know get me in that get me in the right mode before games and stuff he's all on all my playlists for sure favorite song uh loaded bases all right loaded bases for sure right. yeah for sure nipsey like big inspiration and stuff just he went through the same stuff as like we did. He had to hustle and all that. He seen people pass and all crazy stuff. And yeah, definitely a motivation for sure. Definitely a motivation. Oh man, he's definitely inspiration. I mean, I think the most in like inspirational thing about Nipsey is just knowing that where he came from is like he's from the hood. You can't take that out of him. But I think his pl- as his platform grew, he grew more as a person. So I mean, the way he would change how he talk when he's like when he's with his homies or when he's on a interview with somebody I just like the way he kind of articulate himself and kind of like broke the norm of like okay not all these like hood dudes or kids from the hoods or bad people are just like aren't smart or educated yeah, so I mean he's definitely he's a walking success story and I think that's the most inspirational thing about it for sure what's, what's your were you going to say something no no, no. I just gonna, what's your favorite song oh dedication off tops Chris uh probably um face the world yeah. All right. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> that's a tough one. That's a tough one right there. Um, all right. So we're going to finish off with the through it all three. So three questions at the end. Um, the first one, day. we'll just start with day and just loop around. Favorite dessert? <laughs> Red velvet cake. Cheesecake. Strawberry cheesecake. You're gross. Yeah, I don't even eat dessert like that. I'm going to say Brownie, brownie, but, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, my God, bazooki, basically. Yeah, these are good. Yeah. All right. It is Tuesday. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Group chat. All right. Um, so, what is your ideal order from In-N-Out? I honestly hate in and out, but if we're talking about it, yeah. oh, we, can, we can switch it. No, no, I hate it, but I'll get a four by four with extra onions. Oh, that's <laughs> hey, let me tell you, this dude put onions on everything. Bro, stop hating. Onions are good for the soul. <laughs> and then on like some fries and a, a lemon up, it's over with. Uh, a lemon up, I like that. <laughs> uh, a number one 
grilled onions, no t- uh, no tomatoes, no lettuce. Uh, I'm get the smallest <laughs> <animal> <laughs> oh, hey, animal fries and a, and a pink lemonade. Oh, he lost me at the animal fries. See, I don't really rock and all like that. Or I can give you my whole Chick Fil A. Let's do it. All right, so it's the number two spicy deluxe, no tomatoes, no pickles. Add bacon and American cheese with the pepper jack cheese. Go crazy with a sweet honor palm. Wow, he has got that down. Yeah, I got that in my phone. Like <laughs> the whole bit. <laughs> yeah, we gotta throw him away. <laughs> throw the whole order away. With him. All right, all right. Last one. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, seventh grade self. Seventh grade self. Ooh, I was a little menace to society. Seventh grade. <laughs> um, don't be afraid to be different. Yeah, like so. Don't conform. Don't conform. Be different always and everything. I like it. Chris? Uh, it's going to be some things that, that's out of your control. Just keep working. Just keep staying focused. And praise God. That's all I got. Yeah. Wayne? Stay the course and keep your damn mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> keep your damn mouth shut. I love it. I love it. All right. So now all you got to do is just.